Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from January 16th, 1988, and we are only a week and a day away from the first pay-per-view of 1988 in the Bunkhouse Stampede. The three of us will be recording that in a couple of days, so there you go. Uh, remember, to get the pay-per-views and the Clash of Champions, you got to be at that $5 tier on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. But we'll talk more about that later. For now, I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Harper. Harper, what's up, man? Hey, doing all good, you know, doing all right? Kicking ass? Living you, a dream. How y'all doing? Doc, how are you? My sides hurt a little bit. We just got through with that patron episode, and who knew that uh, Harper had a turtle one day, one time. Yep. Let's be his, 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 his Harper's Wild Kingdom continues. It would suck was the fucking light would be on top of him, and so he would he would like crawl up, and his show would 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 just against the glass at fucking <laughs> three four in the morning. That's all you would hear. Fuck, you know how long it took me to get used to hearing his shell bump up against that fucking glass, bro? All right, so let's save the rest of that for the patron episode. Mike, how, how, if so, I'm doing great. If somebody wanted to become a patron, and it seems like a lot of people do, how would they do that? Go to tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. There is a ton of stuff up now. Uh, we've been actually cutting been cutting a ton of extra content we just did a pre-show just now where we found out hopper at one point had a turtle that would not stop growing and it was as glorious as that sounds and i can just i really can't add anything else to it but it was a rather funny story uh as hopper nursed not nursed but um raised the turtle from a little bitty turtle to it was the size of a hubcap in his own words it was, so, it, was it, it was like a mardi gras the bloom like legit that's how small it was which and is the size of like a silver dollar and right and it grew to be the size of a hubcap and he finally had to get rid of it uh so yeah we just cut that episode and we talked a little bit more dark side of the ring and we talked about uh bootios and you just become a patron tinyurl.com slash patreon btt there is 160 170 plus patreon only shows and remember at the five dollar tier you will begin getting the jim crocker promotions pay-per-views um, along with uh, some of the uh, wa- extra watch-alongs that Doc and I had done recently. We did an AWA one. We did an ECW one, Lance and I. So there you go. Uh, a lot more content going up on Patreon at 
tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Speaking of Patreon, thank you to disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, and Mike Childry, our super Patreon supporters. Thank you for all you do. And let me get through these names because a lot of you moved over from Patreon this week, uh, from Podbean to Patreon or our new Patreon members as well. So longtime listener Ryan Damon, thanks for becoming a new Patreon member. Ricky Mincy, thank you as well. You've been a listener for a long time. Paul, got your note. Thank you for becoming a Patreon member. Brian Slater as well. Thank you. Derek Lewis, Sean Smith, Scott Ferguson, Chris Zuka, thank you all for becoming Patreon members or moving over from Podbean to Patreon. And then one other, Kelvin Robin, he bumped up to the new $5 tier. So he got those pay-per-views, Clash of Champions, and on all the kind of watch-alongs like ECW that Lance and I did and AWA1 that Doc and I did. So there you go. Lots of new Patreon members or people who moved over from Podbean. So thank you very much. Harper, uh, we got Wildcat X rated coming up. So... Uh, before we get rolling, I want to mention a couple of quick things related to that. The unofficial BTT meetup is on June 22nd, 2019 at Wildcat X Rated in New Orleans at the Shamrock Bar. Uh, first, again, the official date, June 22nd, 2019. It is a Saturday night. It's in New Orleans. It's a huge bar. Harper will be there. I'll be there. From what I hear, a number of BTT listeners are making the journey to the show in New Orleans as well for the weekend. So, Go to Wildcat Sports on Facebook. That's Wildcat with a K. The card details are there along with the address for the show. And I think you can also go to WildcatSports.com for tickets, although the tickets are not up as of yet. I misunderstood. I thought they were when I posted them in the Facebook group yet. But um, I think it was uh, Chris Browning on Facebook told me they don't go on sale. Well, by the time this shit airs, it will be on sale because it'll be May 10th. But anyway, I misspoke a couple of weeks ago. Let me just say that when I posted the poster. Anyway. Uh, Harper, you looking forward to another X-rated show? Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, you just see Tracy Smothers going to be there. Tracy, uh, Cole Cabana. Shay Douglas. Uh-oh. Yeah. I know, oh, huh? Yeah. That'd be great. I'm going to walk up to him and slap yeah. the fuck out of him. Stevie's going to be there. Harper, <laughs> oh, no soul, but he don't believe that shit for nothing. You're not going to uh, do shit to That's a That's an ECW legend. And you're you. You're exactly. He's a former <laughs> intercontinental champion. Do you realize that? And you're you. Dean exactly. Douglas. Dean, Dean Douglas. You're in fear of major injury trying to leg out a double in an adult softball league. And you think you're going to go slap the former ECW world heavyweight champion down? Come on, bruh. Right. Do you Actually, remember no. my name? Shana. As I flow through your life. Yeah. Shane will talk a hole in your head if you let him. He, he won't have a chance. You're just going to slap him. Nah, I'm just kidding, man. He better not tell me nothing, though. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, listen to the promo. He's, he's dusting off the boots. Better he's going to do a little fun in. You going to be a member of the House of Harper? Yeah. <laughs> no. Harper manage you, your ring return. No, no blacks allowed. Sorry. What about Kojak? Yeah. Oh, oh, fuck. Yeah, there you go. Oh, you just put your foot. Oh, in god damn it! You <laughs> see? Maybe uh, there's a quota, yeah. and he's already met his. <laughs> that's wow, fucked up. That's, that's nice. <laughs> so wait, I thought Edger and Stone was was House Harper too, though. He is. See? So, so, so you've met your quarter. You full, got two. They got a full backfield. Right. They don't need any more. <laughs> That's gotcha. fucked up. 
All right, one other Wildcat announcement. Uh, Wildcat debuts live on iPay-Per-View May 18, 2019 on Fight TV. Go to fighttv.com or Wildcat Sports for more information. Again, that's May 18th, so coming up uh, just a few days after this show airs on iPay-Per-View on Fight TV. And there you go. That was the big announcements that I had to get out of the way. I got one little one. Uh, It's a big one, though, because it's for a big big listener out there, Uh, active member of the Army. Uh, out on Twitter, he's youngblood seventeen twenty nine. He sent us a little article about uh, twelve pounds of cocaine and fifteen pounds of marijuana getting seized at an apartment in Metairie. I know exactly where that is. It's fucking Riverside. That is a fucking shithole, dude. Uh-oh. It's yeah. When I used to work for Domino's a million years ago, that was the one place where I was like, "Fuck, I need to go to everybody." Riverside. Everybody's like drawing straws to see who has to drive exactly that's so. basically how it was and if i was having a bad day in fucking life i would get a riverside and be like i hope this is a day one of the one of these bitches pulls a fucking gun on me just gives me an excuse to kick the fuck out of somebody well all right well uh doc was trying to give out a docaholic spotlight and then we got the the, the riverside lesson from hopper riverside dog that's well, that I mean, city how much meth is in Riverside, Harper? Oh God, meth! It, it, I, it's everything. It's fucking it, bad. It's like the Smoky Mountain version, except uh, in Jefferson Parish in in Louisiana. What's wrong with yeah. people? And his skin tone's uh, different. <laughs> well, why can't people just follow Jesus? Okay, That's here we go. True. It's just, it's, it, it, come on. All right, uh, y'all want to get into some Saturday night? I think we should. That's why we're here, right? That's the name that on is, the marquee. The name on the marquee says wrestling. That is correct. So, again, this is January 16th, 1988, Saturday night on TBS. And the show kicks off the opening. It's um, Cornette and Murdoch in the ring, and they're about to wrestle uh, Nikita Koloff. Uh, with the TV title on the line. I say they, Murdoch is. This is, I don't know if y'all know this, this is a rather notable match, at least Cornette says it is, because Cornette, he talked about this match about a year ago on his show, and he mentioned that everyone in the back was joking and making snide remarks because I think they were like, these two are going to go to a time limit draw. You know, Murdoch out there with, uh, not not bagging on Murdoch, but it was like, go out there with a time limit draw against Nikita. Come on, man. Ain't no way. And they were like joking. And Corny walked up, walks up to Murdoch and goes, ain't you know the boys are they like, ain't no way you're going to make this look good and blah, blah, blah. And Corny claims that Murdoch took it as a challenge. We're going to talk more about it later, but I wanted to mention that as we get into, into this show and this match, because I think this also aired on either pro or worldwide. I cannot uh, remember at the moment, but um, after that, they go to the studio, Shivani and JR open a show. They tell us we will see the TV title match with Murdoch and Nikita later on. And that was that doc, any thoughts from the opening and let me share my screen while I'm uh while I throw it to you. Well, I'll save the match. That's a, that's some good backstory there, and we'll get into that when we get to the actual match. I do have a little note there. Man, anybody want to guess how old JR is there? He looks like he's 12. <clears throat> he looks like he's just um, out of college. So hold on. Let me do the math in my head, because I remember... I mean, he just... He was... In 82, early 82, he was... Six years earlier, he really looked like a kid in Mid-South. When he made his mid south debut, but uh, he's got to be maybe what twenty eight, twenty nine here, Doc. I've Damn. got him at thirty six, right there. Yeah, 
He looks Shit, younger. I didn't realize it. Yeah, he looks younger than that. That makes him 67 today. How old is JR? Hold on. I may have that wrong. I'm just, I didn't realize he was I mean, damn. Hold did he on. get a school for this? Like the did, did he get a like yeah, a, he was, yeah. a, a, a a communications degree or something? I don't know, but he's always telling everybody else to. Yeah. <laughs> he's I mean, can't knock him for that. He's just saying have No, nah, that's a good that's some good advice. He yeah. says in his Wikipedia page says during his tenure in college, he spent time commentating on college radio. Yeah, he was thirty six there. He's sixty seven. Okay, I I would have swore he was much younger than that, but you know it goes to show what I remember. Precious is out there looking nice and all the way live as oh, usual. We're gonna talk about that in a second. So let's keep going. Uh, unless Harper, did you have anything from the opening? Nah. Harper, Uh-oh. can you see my screen? Yes, Sid. Okay. How's cool. that new Make computer sure. treating you? Fucking great. I bet, I bet it's fast because. Yeah, because not... now when I hit on the fucking internet, it just it just comes on. Dude. I don't uh, <laughs> with the old live one. The, live in the go, dream. Yeah, for real. The old one, I could go take a piss and go do my taxes and come back and okay, that there it is. I, I guess that means uh, he'll be on time for now on, right, Doc? Yeah. No, I don't think his watch works. I just think he's got a better computer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we got Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin. They're out there. They defeat George South and Tony Suber. They went seven minutes in this match. I was like, damn, this is is crazy. Tony Suber eats the pin. Doc, any thoughts from this match? Crowd's into this whole night. Yeah. That's what I was wondering if they got a bunch of kids there. Oh no, Michael Hayes has got him going, and he, you know, he's gonna moonwalk across America. So <laughs> there's there's a few kids in that front row, if you can see. I mean, on the yeah, I mean, but it's not. Like... Look at three four. Look at three minutes and forty five seconds. What about it? It's the I'm worst moonwalk it. I've ever seen. Oh come on, but Michael, but Michael Hayes couldn't do no moonwalk, man. Look at this. Watch that ain't a moonwalk. Oh, that one. Yeah, that's that's pitiful. <laughs> was, that, was, it, was it was it sticking was skype sticking or was that was that him moonwalking? that was him moonwalking that had nothing to do with skype yeah is that el negro without the mask tony super I'm, yeah i'm not gonna comment on that it it might be it looks like him i don't even want to google it i'm afraid of what would happen <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts on this match as uh, before we go to the promo? No. All right. So let's uh, let's let's get to that timestamp and get it queued up. And we got. I need you to pay attention to um, David Crockett and what he says yet again. Gorgeous Jimmy Garden, the bodacious precious, and Michael PSN. I gotta testify just for a minute. Testify. Is there a problem around here? I don't see no problem, but there is a problem. The problem is what? we can't get Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard in the ring. Now I gotta tell you something, David. I like you a whole lot. I think you're a classy guy, and I don't want it to come right down to this. But if I have to. I might have to smack your older brother around oh, just a little bit to get, to get his attention. We want some attention. Isn't that clear to the world?
know, Michael. That's very I mean, isn't clear. that clear? That is very clear. And for those of you that know the history of professional wrestling and Michael P.S. Hayes and gorgeous Jimmy Garvin, write it down. You know we want something. We're going to come get it one way or the other because I want you to know something. This is a new group having a hot time and we're out all night. But when the thing gets down to it, we got a real bad attitude. And I'm talking to one person right now in particular. And oh, Nature Boy! Yeah, Nature Boy! Slick Rick! P.S. has got your number. And you know it. And you better be worried about it, brother, because the time is coming real soon. And as far as Arn Anderson and Charlie Blanchard, right now you got the belts. But it ain't gonna be for long. Cause we're gonna get it done one way or the other. Right, baby, before we go, give David just a little sugar on the cheek. There you go. Mm. I like that even more. Hey guys, we got more to go. Mm. Well, they hot for haze right there, but uh what you got, Harper? They're fucking hot, man. They loving them some haze right there, man. It's yeah, Michael, Michael. Yeah, that crowd's fucking hot, bro. What you got, Doc? Man, Jimmy Garvin was. I don't. Do I see a problem? There's no problem. Oh wait, there's a problem, <laughs> bro. That let me testify. Coming from him was as bad as Rick saying and Tully saying all the way live. Let me testify. You know what I thought of when he said that, Devon Dudley. Yeah, is that where he stole it? Uh, no, nah, I don't think so. But yeah. Anyway, all right, let's keep moving. We got Nikita versus Dick Murdoch with the NWA World Television title on the line. It's a slow match. It wasn't great after watching it. It was better than you might get from a Nikita match, though. In my opinion, I don't know. Corny may have oversold how good it was when he talked about it on the show about a year ago. Anyway, um, of course, the referee takes a bump near the end when Nikita accidentally hits him. Cornette then lays out Nikita with the racket. Earl Hebner runs to the ring and makes the count, but Nikita kicks out on two after being down for... Uh, count of 10. Hebner was not the original ref. He ran down when the other ref bumped. So let me point that out. Now, after Nikita kicked out, the crowd did start going nuts. Uh, they were into it at this point. point. Uh, all the important faces are at ringside. The important heels, like the Midnight Express, are at ringside. Murdoch actually hits Nikita with an illegal pile driver uh, while the ref's back is turned. But Nikita kicks out of a pile driver. Mm. Uh, they go to a time limit draw. And I must say... Although all the ref bumps, you just it's something you just got to accept during this time. Uh, I thought the finish was good. Uh, Barry, Dusty, the Midnight are all getting involved at the end. JR says, it's pandemonium, as Wyndham saves Dusty from getting his arm broken again. But anyway, um, Doc, throw it to you first. Uh, it went a while, but um, and it ended up, I thought, nice little finish at the end. A lot of people, a lot of parts involved in it and whatnot. I actually thought this was a really good match. I thought Murdoch was really good. I thought Nikita was good. Does Nikita look smaller? Has he gotten off the gas a little bit here? Uh, yeah, I think he did get smaller. He's much smaller. He doesn't look as tight. Right. Or, or, and, and he's. But I yeah. thought Murdoch was great here. I thought he was really engaged, if you will. And I, my actual note was before you're no, you're talking about corny saying that I thought this was a great match. I, not like five stars or anything, but the shows you shows you how good Murdoch is when he's really wants to be. 
were you about to say, Hopper? I heard you. The psychology's there. Yeah. He fucking works his arm right here. It was real old school. I mean, that was the thing to it. But and then the boy, and the kid sold it well. Arm. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. I don't know, my murder. <laughs> I just realized how much he's cranking on that arm. But uh, yeah, Nikita sold it. There was good psychology in it. I, I guess it was slow. I, what my point was, it was slow in the beginning, and then they got into it near the end with the ref bump, and it was just chaos towards the end. But uh, I, I mean, it was. I just think Corny may have oversold it, but I'm not saying that doesn't mean I think it was bad. Let me let me say it like that. So, um, what else you got, Hopper? Anything else from it? Yeah, this was a great match. Yeah, this you need to get. Watch. You need to get to the end. Oh, Murdoch's there you go. Team. That adds to it. Yeah, Murdoch could have busted open nose. Here comes a pile driver, and he kicked straight out of that though. And here comes the two count, and Nikita kicked out of a pile driver. And watched the crowd. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you, it's hard to tell because we don't have the sound on. But yeah. and you need to get um, to where Stan Lane hops in the ring and starts dancing and karateing on behind Dusty's back. Um, I mean, I don't have a timestamp. Do you? No, I don't. It's coming okay, up so, soon. So I just need to find it. Just let it. It's play. just coming it's up. It's soon. Soon. Here, there's Dusty. He's in the ring now. Okay, so Stan Lane <laughs> behind him does this wah up on one leg. Here, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Here, here it comes. Sweep <laughs> <laughs> the leg, Stan. <laughs> <laughs> The only thing that would have been better is if it had done a dance, the jiggle afterward. The wiggle, yeah, the shimmy, uh, the worm. I'm not the worm, you know what I mean. Cabbage patch move that he did. But uh, it's breaking down. It's pandemonium. They, they're they getting ready to break his arm, but uh, it doesn't happen or, or attempt to. Uh, here's Dusty in the middle of it again, though, Doc. Mm. Just saying. I'm just saying. He, he's in the middle of it, all right, but. Wyndham is making the save. Yeah. Wyndham chases everybody off, and that's kind of how it ends. So uh, any other thoughts as we um, – Well, Wyndham making the save will be interesting later. Yes. Well, yeah. Any other thoughts before we go to – I'm not playing Nikita's promo, but uh, – No, please thoughts? don't. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed this match. I thought it was really good, and I, I, I had a good time. So – Nikita is out there, and he's got a Ribera, Ribera Steakhouse satin jacket on that um was popular. He's popping that collar, too. Jesus. That means Man, you made it, bro, that? if you got one of them jackets. Well, he's yeah. the TV champ. Yeah. So Nikita talks about Murdoch trying to break his neck, but it didn't work. Then he says something about if you want to get in the barbed wire and mumble something else, and I don't know what Come he's on. trying to say. No, I'm not trying to be mean. Okay. So after Nikita's promo, we go to a Powers of Pain match where they defeat Clement Fields and Keith Steinborn. During the match, JR talks about the bench press challenge coming between the Road Warriors and Powers of Pain, and JR claims Warlord's bench press is over 600 pounds right now. That's a hell of a bench press if that was real. Um, Whoa. Thoughts on the match? What? What do you mean that was real? Why wouldn't it be real? Yeah, they could probably bench that. Dude, those two guys are are enormous. I, I, okay, I, I didn't say it wasn't real. I just said if it was real. Oh, we know what you mean. Okay, does sound uh, like you. It does sound like you were being uh, a little down on in there. I tell you what, I mean, barbarians, a big son of a gun. 
But man, like Harper said, Harper keeps saying every week, how Warlord is just Dude, that guy's doing all the roids. Yeah, Warlord is just a whole nother fucking he's it's almost like the He's the like Barbaric. if you took, he's he's like if you took Animal and Hawk and put them together. Yeah. Speaking of that, you think Hawk was upset that he was ripping off his gimmick? Oh, with his hair. Yeah. Everyone ripped that gimmick off, man. Everyone had Hawk's haircut? No, that the whole paint face and the oh. you demolition. Black yeah. tights. Right, uh-huh. Those are some big arms. That, he's got big everything. Look at his shoulders. <laughs> Look at his fucking Whoa. shoulders. That, that was like a basketball. Oh, it's, a, it's a big bastard, bro. That is a big old boy. I want, if I'm a quarterback, <laughs> I want to. I want to throw behind that guy. Could you imagine him trying to buy a fucking shirt? No, he probably doesn't own any. He just walks around shirtless. That's why he's down in the Carolinas from Minnesota. It's too cold. Right. It's too cold. All right. So um, again, they 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 win. Obviously, the match uh, with with relative ease. Uh, after the match, we get Paul Jones and the Powers of Pain, and Jones is talking about his team being ready for the bench press challenge. Ivan's actually out there for the promo, and Ivan mentions the same thing. Uh, the bench press competition is January thirtieth in Greensboro, and Jones says they're going to win their fifty thousand um, dollars. Loud chants from for the Road Warriors from the studio mm-hmm. crowd. Did I miss anything, Doc? No, it's good to see Uncle Ivan on the stick again, but man, I, you could barely see him. He looked tiny back there behind these two. Yeah, well, no. Well, he is. He's freaking probably like my height, 5'9", and he's in there next to two monsters. I mean, there's these these dudes are like... Monsters. I mean, look, man, we, we say, what I, say what we want about these two, but look, you can see it now if you're watching on Patreon, but look how small... He, I mean, he's hidden behind... The Warlord, Warlord is eating up the screen, dude. Look at that shit. He's half the screen. He he's he, he's so big he almost makes Barbarian look small. Right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I don't have anything else from this. Do y'all? No. No. All right. Well, let's go to a let's go to a popular. Let's go to something I'm thinking we all kind of want to hear, and it is uh it is Rick out there with J.J. Dillon, and here it is. The leader of the pack, the world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair with J.J. Dillon, the horseman. Give it to J.J. right here. This no. man handles all the intelligent part of this conversation. He leads it away. Oh, he makes me feel so important. You know, one of the questions that I keep getting asked time and time again, what is it really like to be a horseman? Well, if you follow us around this week, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the private jet landing at Midway Airport in Chicago. I'm talking about going down to the Chicago Stadium when General Bruce MacArthur opens the door and then we walk for the game between the Boston Celtics and the Chicago Bulls. And over the PA system is saying, hey, sweetness himself is here tonight. Walter Payton, people cheering and yelling. John Madden sitting over here. The Horsemen are sitting over here. Tully Blanchard, J.J. Dillon, and the, I said, the world heavyweight champion, Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Even Jim Crockett Jr., president of the company, was there. They even said the American Dream was there. But we were definitely, definitely the center of attention and champ. That's what it's all about, being a horseman. I'll tell you like it is right now. 
There's a lot of unrest around this country when it comes to professional wrestling because a lot of people just have a hard time digesting facts of life. The main one being that Ric Flair, Tully Blanchard, Art Anderson, woo, and James J. Dillon are what make the great sport of professional wrestling what it is. We are the world champions. That's the bottom line. And next week, the Nature Boy and the Entourage, the Four Horsemen, are going to Honolulu. And you know how I like those little grass skirts. Then we're going to LA and Michael Hayes in Los Angeles. You better pay attention to several important facts. Number one, JJ, myself, Tony Lard are like this with the Los Angeles Lakers, pal. And they're all going to be right there, ringside, when I grab that cheap imitation, that poor man's Ric Flair, and show him why I'm the world champion. Barry Windham, wherever you are, Big Barry, take this very seriously. You are under consideration by our leader, by our genius, to become the fourth member. Yes, a lot of you out there don't like that, but the bottom line is, Barry Windham, if you like success, if you like money, if you like all the luxuries that life can provide, then pal, woo, you've got to ride in the skies with the big boys. And Barry Windham, it's going to be my personal pleasure to take you away from all those little teeny boppers in their training underwear and line you up with some of the big gals like we had in Chicago last Tuesday night. Chicago, woo! Bright lights, think about it, David. The Wurtz Corporation, the Crockett's together, side by side, you can own the world, who knows? Rick, one more thing, somebody better send an inner office memo up to Ted and explain to Rick Barry that we're not gonna always go out there and pump the ratings for that basketball game <laughs> like we do on the Superstation. The bottom line is, ladies and gentlemen, this is the greatest wrestling program in the world, and I'm one of the reasons that it is. I'm the world champion, and what comes out of my mouth is as good as gold. Whether you like us or don't like us, woo, learn to love us, because we're the best thing going today. Woo! The world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair. Let's go to the ring now, and rock. Uh, Doc, you want to go first? Bro, you gave us the learn to love it line. That's that's always good stuff. Uh, they're talking about pumping up the ratings for the other shows on the channel. This ain't the Braves. This ain't the NBA. And that was most a shoot. Yeah. <laughs> it sure was. And most importantly, Rick has let us know that JJ is looking into the prospect of having Barry Wyndham become the sixth Wait, the seventh horseman. The sixth horseman. Sorry. Wait, what do you mean the sixth horseman? There was four to start. All, all together. And then Luger was oh, the yeah, fifth. Yeah. He's okay. gonna. He's in contention to be the sixth. Okay. No. Uh, you, never mind. I, I was confused when you said the seventh. All right. Yeah, you're right. Um. Yeah. Let's see how that works out. Yeah. We're gonna have to wait and see, man. Uh. 
one thing, and then I'll throw it to Harper. He said, when he said a lot of people have trouble digesting the facts of life. Yes, Arn that Anderson, was fucking great. Tully Anderson, JJ, and Ric Flair are what make pro wrestling. We are the world champs. Harper, mm. what did you have? That was great. How great was that fucking line? <laughs> a lot of people have have a tough time digesting the facts of life. That was awesome take, when he said that. You take the good, you take the bad, take them all of there, you have the facts of life. Okay, go and Go ahead. You take the good, you take the bad, take them all there, you have the facts of life. What? Sing it, Hopper, sing it, Hopper, sing it good, Hopper, there you go, buddy. And the world never seems to be living up to your dreams. Why are you singing over him? Why don't you do that voice you did on episode one? I can't do that voice anymore, Doc. I can't do it. I have trouble with it. I've tried are you to having a are, are you having a stroke, dude? I'm perfectly fine right now. Do you have Bell's palsy now? No. Uh, but that line was great. A lot of people have trouble digesting the facts of life. The facts of life. <sighs> that was beautiful. All right. Uh, we just watched Ron Simmons defeat. That guy he's wrestling is a tub of shit. That guy, if anyone should have been T.O. Hopper, fuck. That guy's a turd. Boy, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. I could picture him pull up, pulling up in like the 1992 40 kind of line fucking work van his pants are hanging down and he's got his work belt and he's coming to fix your fucking toilet I, that looks like the kind of wrestling person that would get hit by a train <laughs> what? okay that's Stop nice person. we joked about this Last week, week before that, maybe it was a patron show. I don't remember about all these wrestling podcasts with the with the warning of trains hitting people. It's getting out of hand, Doc. Um, what is what's the deal, man? I'm not I'm not understanding. Are are they saying wrestling fans are that dumb? They're stopping on rain, uh, you know, train tracks. I, I'm not following. Be I think careful, people just fucking run it. Yeah, be careful, or people will think I said that. No, you know I'm, what I think it is. Fan, do they think we're dumb, and we're just running? Tra- I, I go ahead. Well, Harper, you said something about you think it was some leftover money the government had, and now they just want to, you know, advertise it somewhere. I don't know, but what do you think it is? I think they got it's the summertime, and this is when kids are driving around, and the kids are just, eh, fuck it, run that motherfucker. Jesus Christ. So. This- you know, you said you know, Harper. You sat at a train before when that shit was about to come down. Those arms were come down, even though the lights came on. Yeah, dude. And I you're like, dude, I could beat this shit. Yeah, that's happened on more than one occasion. But I've, I've, I've never <laughs> gone. <laughs> I've never tried to outrun. Yeah, a train me either, bro. I mean, just stop. <laughs> it's not that important, <laughs> right? But, but I hate sitting there for about ten, fifteen minutes. Yeah, I'm with you, man. There it is. There's what? What the hell is that? He's got his own dog. He's got his own. He's playing his own. Got his own soundboard over there. He's got his own (laughs) soundboard. Jeez. All right. Uh, I don't get around power lines either. I've been telling you, Mike. 
we don't need you. We're going to figure this out so that we don't have to have you anymore. Yeah. Okay. That'd be great. We, we get some fucking pecker pills and commercials. Terrain commercials. Don't terrain get hit by a train. And DDPY. And... <laughs> Dick, <laughs> Dick pills. Okay. Uh, Ron Simmons promo. Are we playing it? I thought he was real good here. Yeah, you could play it. What? It's. I thought Simmons was real good here. There, there play Simmons it, promo. dude. Here it is. Ron Simmons, Ron, no one has ever given you anything. You have worked for everything that you've received. That's very true, David. You know, I've come out here and spoke about waiting my opportunity and chance to go out the most prestigious title in sports today, in wrestling, and that's the world's heavyweight champion. I haven't had anything given to me. I haven't inherited anything throughout my life. Everything I've gotten, I've had to work for. And it gives me great pride to get out here and represent the people that know what an honest day's work is like. I'm speaking of the people that come home drenched from head to toe with sweat, covered with all and filth that Ric Flair and his entourage look down on them. But brother, believe me, when my opportunity comes for a shot at that title, I am going to be ready. Stand up, it's like in fall. You have to go through training camp. You have to work your way up through first, second, third string. I've gone through those stages. I've worked my first year in professional wrestling, preliminary matches, working my way to title shot. I feel I'm a professional now, and I am ready. All right, Ron Simmons, a true champion. Ladies and gentlemen, coming up. Doc, thoughts on the promo? Where's this going to go for a while? Well, what I mean, is Doom know. start? I'm ready for that. That's like 1990 or 91 yeah, or something. We got We got some time. All right, yeah. y'all go get Lance back on the show until 1990. <laughs> Give me a call. I mean, because we got to get to the fucking action figures and shit. Doom, 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 Doom was badass, man. Yeah. Doom was bad. Uh, Hopper, any thoughts on the promo before we go to the next match? He sounded real. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next match is the Rock and Roll Express. They defeat Alan Martin and Steve Atkinson. I have nothing from that. I'm going to assume you two don't either because it was quick. Did they wrestle like heels here? A little bit. Rock and roll? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. when they're fucking with the ref, when he starts counting with them. And... I'm starting to think that more babies did that back in the day, and we just probably didn't realize it as much because we were yeah. didn't. See right here. Look, 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 he pulled his hair. He's... Yeah, he's, he's farting around. Uh-huh. He's playing with the ref. I agree. You're right. You're right. Um. After their match, they win uh, relatively quickly. They cut a promo. Uh, it's standard rock and roll promo. Doc, did you have anything from it? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't have anything written down. Yeah, a special um, note. Well, they're talk. They, they show a clip uh. of the sheep herders attacking them from behind. Then they attack Morton with a flagpole, and then Morton comes back into the studio and is like, "Rock and roll's forever." You know, standard issue. What's that fucking on? music is so bad. It is. It's it's not even like a guitar, like you know, you know, rock and roll. It's just it's it sounds like a goofy. That's how it gets know. done. That's how it gets done, though. Mike is a Mike is a a big person on this. That's how you rewrite history. You don't change basic big facts you just alter it enough to where people look at it and go why did people because in the five years ten years from now this is going to be the this is going to be what people think wrestling was for sure 
And it's going to look just a little hokier than it than it really was. Because of the music, yes. Right. Why did people like this? And, and um, not to sidebar, but it's not as bad here on Saturday night. It's horrible when you're talking about ECW, though, in the dome. Oh. Because ECW's music was just as big as a part of the of what ECW yeah, was as was the wrestling yeah. storylines. Not that ECW had great storylines in, in its dying years, but you know what I'm saying. But that that music, it was like going to a concert almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm with you. I I agree. That's how um, you rewrite right. history, though. You don't change at all. You just change enough to alter it in people's minds, right? Well, in in I don't I can't think of an example off the top of my head. You're right, Doc, but I can't I can't think of an example. But there's been matches and segments that they've completely removed from these episodes. So, you know, for what it's worth, they've, they've altered it in that way too. So there you have it. Anyway, um, we're watching the Sheep Herders um, beat Ricky Morton with a flagpole, and then Gibson chases him off, and then Rock. And that, this is when Morton says, "Rock and roll forever." Standard issue promo. Um, after that. Arn Anderson and Tully defeat Lee Peak and Ed Franks in an unmatch, a quick match. Doc, any thoughts on what went down there? Or oh, they look good. Yeah. That uh, that spine buster gets me every I've seen it so many times and it gets me every time. Um, they are just and it's hard to believe they're not long. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Not long they- for, for for the promotion right now, man. I can't wait for the other shoe to drop. Mm, mm, mm. That's when we start the Sopranos podcast. Yeah. No, no. I just got the I just got the 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 drive from uh, BTT Hall of Famer and Research Department Tim Arecci. Uh We we now have through ninety one, ninety two Saturday night. So oh. we got plenty of material. When Jason hey, Hervey man. starts coming out, Bruh. But I'm telling you, man, it's like there's. The bad stuff on there is like, like PM, the Tim Horner stuff. Like PM News and shit. Yeah, man. We can just laugh and I'm, like make fun I'm, of it. Yeah, you think so. Until every week you got to watch an hour and a half of this nonsense. <laughs> and you realize that this is what costs you your wrestling. Yeah, really, huh? That's true, there, huh? There was the spine buster. Let's go back and look at it. So his arm shoots mm. him off. Spine buster. And plants his ass, lifts that leg up, and drives him through the mat and says, you've cleaned it up. And, and here comes quick, Tully. And real quick, look at the fans cheering when Arn pops up from that spine buster. Because they saw one of the best moves of all time. Yeah, and then Tully. And they know, what they, they know what they saw. And then Tully. <laughs> yeah, look at that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, buddy. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on Arn and Tully there, uh, Hopper? Nah. All right. They then go to a segment. It is way too long. It is Lex Luger. It ends up going on for nine minutes. He's talking about getting the horsemen back. He's going to do it one by one. They throw it to one of the worldwide or pro shows where Arn and Tully jump Luger. The enhancement talent clear the locker room to come break it up. This went on for just, like I said, too long. Luger eventually starts talking about Ole and how Ole helped him. Uh, We saw this footage already that I'm talking about here. Um, In a previous episode, we discussed it. He did say he is in this for titles and championships. That's fine. But this went on for, like I said, almost 10 minutes. Luger says he's going to take Flair's title at the end of it. And that's all I really had from it. It went on for a very long time, though, man. Uh, Doc, any thoughts? 
Did he call him Vic Flair at one point? Probably I think so. so. <laughs> I think it was at 109.16. Try that. Okay. So we'll get a little one... feeling for it without having to watch it. Yeah, Did thank God, because it was so name. long. So this is 109.02. Let's listen. Third right. And that hurts too in the pocketbook, because it's sport. Success is only for a short period of time. You're on top of the world now, but I'm going to see to it that you're going to be at the bottom of the heap when I'm through with you. And update your boy himself, Ric Flair. I'm not just in this on a vendetta. Yeah. I'm just in for titles. Yeah, he kind of said it. Not. God, he's, yeah. he's going on. Somebody needs to put him on the wrap-up. <laughs> I'm telling you, I mean, it's not his fault. He, he's, no. This, yeah, I mean, that's like putting putting a high school kid out in the World Series and saying, hit this curveball. It went on for a while. Forever. Was it too long, Hopper? Think about how much too he, long. Think about how much dick he pawed during all that. Because okay. first I'm thinking, okay, now it's gone. It's like, nope, he's back again. Yeah, he kept coming back like Herbie. <laughs> that's nice. This was the uh, herpes of fucking promos. <laughs> About once every six months, he pops up. <laughs> Remember me? Got to take your Valtrex. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is okay. why your marriage failed. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. Um, anything else, Hopper? No. Okay. All right, let's keep going then. We got a Mike Rotunda match. He's going to defeat Larry Wayne. The match ends quickly. Rotunda has a very big attitude change. As Shivani says, this is a different guy. Sullivan, uh, he beats, I mean, um, Sullivan. Rotunda beats this poor bastard. uh, Sullivan actually beat him on the outside of the ring. And uh, Sullivan's got, you know, this clearly, he's got mind control over Rotunda right here. It's taken over and... uh, Basically, Rotunda's Varsity Club transformation appears to be complete, in my opinion. Doc, any thoughts? Mike Rotunda needed something. 100% agree. So, I'm glad to see that he got something, because he needed it. Yeah, I like the Varsity Club. I'm not... Yeah, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and you're right. He needed something. Uh, He was floundering as a babyface. It wasn't working, and... Getting him in there with Sullivan and doing this varsity club thing is uh, to me it worked. It's just something different, and you know they tried it, and I, I feel like it worked out. God, he beat that guy. He just clotheslined the fuck out of him. Um, Harper, mm-hmm. did you have anything else from it? I was wondering if you did this now, would you need permission from Syracuse? Hmm, interesting. Shit, I think you. I think you could do it now, though. I think really? it worked. Yeah. I wonder if, but he brings up a good question. I wonder if, like, Syracuse would want permission. Right. Like, before you put. Like, it's having, I don't know, wearing like a Coca Cola shirt or something. I don't know. Did the U.S. Olympics need permission for Angle to do that? I guess if you win a medal, you don't have to ask. Right. Yeah. Because it's real. (laughs) Yeah. I, I don't know. I think Harper's on to something. I think, like, if to to sport your college's colors and I'm yeah, like at their logo and their and their name across your chest. Everything's monetized now, Doc, and everything. Right. I'm betting they would want. Yeah. And here's the thing, because like these universities now, they all have deals, especially the big ones with like Nike and Reebok and Adidas, and 
So not only are you going to be sporting that Syracuse singlet, but I'm sure they're sponsored by Nike and there's a Nike logo on it. So I, I'm betting, yeah, they'd probably That's need That's true, right, it. yeah. Yeah, they're going to have a, an Adidas logo or something on there. That's true, huh? Yeah, I think so. I you think would probably so. have to cover it up. I, I, I'm telling you, man. You, yeah. I get Good one point. made. I guess you could, but I'm still thinking they might want – I'm thinking they might want uh, – When has the Booker man ever decided to pass up getting paid? There you go. You just nailed it, Padna. That's exactly it. So, uh, Rotunda wins. Look at that. God, he muscled that guy over, didn't he? Yep. yep. Rotunda, hey, man, Rotunda, nobody ever said Rotunda wasn't a great wrestler. It's that gimmick he had that was a mess. Oh, yeah, the, in, in the promos just weren't doing it for us. So, um, okay, let's um, – are we listening to Sullivan and Rotunda right here? Doc? What? Are we listening to this uh, promo? Because Sullivan's about to give us an Sullivan's about to give us a lesson in Malaysian history. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, this is with the guys on the wall and stuff. <laughs> I gotta what? Let, let me play it because it's so sadistic. Here it is. Anyway, champion Mike Rotundo, Kevin Sullivan. He always says, "Start with Kevin." Well, I got a few words to say. You know, earlier on here, I was watching a real intense athlete. And that intense athlete was the world TV champion, Nikita Koloff. And I hear other guys telling people what they're going to do. I hear people say they're going to take titles. I hear people say they're alone. Well, Nikita Koloff, I want you to listen real close. This isn't someone that can't stand you. This isn't an opponent. This is somebody that's telling you the true facts of life. Murdoch's after you. Jimmy Cornette's gang is after you, and we're after you. And the reason is real simple, David. You see, Dusty Rhodes is using you for his stepchild, his whipping boy, if you will. You see, in Ipo, Malaysia, and I believe in history, <laughs> years ago, the emperor would get the biggest, strongest, and stupidest dolt to sit on the wall because he wanted to see if the ill winds were blowing. And when the king would see the winds would blow and howl and the adult idiot would fall down and crack his head, the king would look down from his tower and says, I ain't going out there. You see, Nikita, Dusty Rhodes is setting you up. You're like a lamb going to slaughter. Nikita, when you lay your weary head down tonight, when you see my face, you see Rotunda's face, you see Dick Murdoch's face, and you see Cornette and his gang's face, when you go to sleep, just think of my words, because this isn't from a guy that can't stand you. This is from a guy that's going to do something else. And I have one more thing, David. Tell him, tell him, tell him. Want me to tell him, Michael? Tell him. I have one more thing. We have just signed a new member of the Varsity Club, none other than the All-American from the University of Michigan, Rick Steiner. Yeah, but I played two sports, though. That makes me the first and honorable member of the Varsity Michael, Club. Michael, you'll always be my favorite, Michael. Always be my favorite. The Varsity Club is going to wreak havoc. And Nikita, when you lay your weary head down, think what I said. I'd like to say one thing real quick. 
I think the people should start showing me a little respect. I'm a college graduate. I played two sports at Syracuse University, and they better stop booing me and start showing me a little respect because that's right. Let's go, Orange. Syracuse University. Let's go, Denny. Yeah. I just would say they should show you a lot, not a little respect, not a little. Where to come, right? Live TV, pal. Yeah. Uh, what we're laughing Locked at is, uh, I guess Sullivan kicked the microphone out of um, David's hand, and David looked like he was shocked when it happened. Doc, what did you have from the promo, though? Mike Rotunda's clean-cut haircut there looks like a young Mark Cuban to me. I also like the fact that Kevin Sullivan was like, look, man, this ain't personal. We're just out to get you. Yeah, but what did you think about his Malaysian history lesson? He's always going to the Orient because nobody knew what the Orient was back then. The Orient. It's right, that's like, true. The earth was flat, dude. That shit was the dark part of the world for us. That sounds like the places where like Johnny Quest and his dad would go. Bro, it was the place where Terry <laughs> Gordy went to learn the Asiatic spike. <laughs> and came back to world class and damn near like killed people with it and had them spitting up blood and shit. That shit scared the shit out of me. And we believe that shit. <laughs> You're damn right. I, did. I was like, shit, I don't know what this Orient is, but fuck. I forget the episode of World Class Lance and I did where he, he put it on somebody and they were spitting up blood. I was like, what oh, the fuck? that was, no, that was, that was scary, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> we were scared to fucking death. Uh, Harper, did you have anything from Sullivan here in Rotunda? No, not really. Uh uh-uh. uh. All right, so we'll go now. We got Arn, Tully, and J.J. Dillon out there Fuck now. Fuck yeah. Here we and, go. Um, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Arn Anderson. Uh, it's not till the end that Arn gets his shit in, but when he gets it in, he gets it in good. Here you go. The World Tag Team Champions. Tony Look at Arn. Arn Anderson, J.J. Dillon. You heard Lex Luger. He said he's going to go all of you to get the Ric Flair. Let me tell you something about Lex Luger, and I'm not going to waste our valuable time on someone like Lex Luger. And to put everything in proper perspective, when you go out in Atlanta, Georgia, at one of the finer eating spots, and you're sitting in Craig Sager's Jocks and Jills, when you walk in there saying, hey, the horsemen are here, they know who we are. But I couldn't count. I ran out of fingers and toes the number of people that came up to the table and said, hey, what happened to... Uh, what's his name? The guy with all the muscles, the good-looking pretty boy that's got his sights on Hollywood. Lex Luger, keep that in the back of your mind. The horsemen have our identity. We know who we are. And, pal, we sure don't need you. You know, David Crockett, the wrestling fans out there, you listen to Lex Luger come out here. He sounded like Reverend Ike trying to convince somebody of something. Well, Luger... You convince yourself, you go home, and you get your baby, and you get your wife, and you get all your friends that you can gather up, and you try to convince them that you're a bad apple. Because, big boy, we took you from the nursing stages and made you what you are today. The horsemen, the world's champions, Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, and Tully Blanchard. There are no other. The three of us are the only world's champions. We are the measuring stick of all professional wrestling, period. It goes no further. So you don't have to look over your shoulder. You just got to look up the ladder, Luger. 
And if someday you can take the test of time and prove yourself year in and year out, you may be, you may be on the level of us someday. David Crockett, as I heard Luger come out here and spend his valuable time, I never heard the name Anderson. I never heard the name Blanchard. All I heard was the name Flair. Now, a wise man knows his limitations, Luger. You just don't come around and skip up to Flair. Mm. You see, there's Tully. There's myself. An irrational man makes irrational statements. You talk about you don't have the jewelry. What all Flair's got. All the jewelry we wear. All the women we got. Well, Luger, would it ever occur to you you ain't been around long enough to earn enough to afford all those things? You're one shot at greatness. You decided I'm going to come out here and smile and rip off my shirt. Well, you've got a beautiful smile, Lex. I'm sure your mama and your dentist are real proud of you. And as far as your body goes, if they ever want to make Beach Blanket Bingo too, maybe they'll call you. But you put your basis, you put your theory, you put your career in the hands of Hollywood. Suddenly I rise above the horsemen. I'm going to make movies. Well, Luger, nobody wants to promote a loser. And my friend, when you stepped out of the ranks of the horsemen, you became one of the flock chasing the horsemen. You see, everybody is in one side of the ring. And they all say, what can we do to shut up the horsemen? What can we do to beat one of the horsemen? You see, like Tully said, we're the measuring stick, Luger. You look around at dressing room and you say, that guy's good. That guy was a national amateur champion. That guy's this. This guy's wealthy. This guy's great. This guy's a legend. But it all comes back to the bottom line of us being the franchise. You want to get the flair? You take on your biggest contest of your life, hot dog. That's myself. We're involved in a war all over this country. And if you come out of it with that mug is looking pretty as I think it will. <laughs> My friend, you will have accomplished a miracle within itself. Right, James? And if he thinks that his savior is going to be Ole Anderson, you, <laughs> above all people, can enlighten him about that. He's just another misfit we put on the bricks. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, you heard from... I don't know what I'm supposed to recap there. Aren't the goddamn god. Doc, what do you, what do you have? Man, I loved it when he goes, you're in the back and you're like, that guy's a national champion. That guy does this. This guy's wealthy. It's just painting the picture that in the, I just, you're getting to see that these guys are all badass. What makes you different? Dude, that was a master class right there. And then he just, he got a, he got some boots in on Ole on the way out too. This was so good. Harper, what did you have? Well, you're going to just come in here and start talking about getting to flare now. Hold on a second, pal. <laughs> That's not how uh, this works. What you got, Harper? Now you're just one of the flock. Mm. He, and he went on for a minute, and he didn't repeat anything. Uh-uh. He, he's just... He called Ole another misfit that got booted. Mm. You aligned yourself with an idiot who got kicked out. I mean, if you're gonna if you come out of this war looking as good as you do now, it'll be a miracle. We're the measuring stick. I, like everything he said, I was just like, oh, 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 oh. Why is this man not teaching promo class for the WWE and teaching the WWE that you don't script these things, you just go out there and talk? He ain't even working there anymore, pal. That's what I'm saying. It's a crime against nature that this man is not 
employed by a wrestling company uh, teaching promos because he doesn't cut a bad one. I mean, Hopper, anything else? Uh oh. Uh oh. Well, let me just say this. He might have went and took a piss, but uh, I'm gonna put it out there now. Arn is getting my Rolex. Sound good, Doc? Man, I think you got to crown him. Yeah. yeah, crown his ass. Oh, there's Hopper. Hey. All right. So one second. He had to go, while I, uh... he had to go check on his turtle. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the Patreon episode that we just <laughs> cut off our turtle. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTP. Nice. One second. I got to start the, the part two of the Patreon video. All right. We're rolling again. So, okay. Um, any other thoughts on Arn there? Hopper or Doc? He's fucking perfect. Rolex. He's getting it. Yeah. I ought to give him two this week for that. I, I mean, what's hired? Than a Rolex, um, a Timex, two, two two Rolexes. Like what's the uh, top of the line one? Like Roli. So first off, I don't. He's know. just standing there while while JJ and Tully are talking too. Like man, I'm getting ready to hit this home run right over here. Look, let me just let me go back. Look at him right there. Prick. You gotta be a badass to look that ridiculous, and we go. <laughs> you getting a Rolex? He's got the the horseman sweatshirt on, those glasses. You can't even call them old man glasses. They're just, I I don't know what kind of glasses would you call the ones that aren't. They're so wear? big that his nose doesn't hold them up. Yeah, you know. So uh, he's just and that badass. and that um that shirt that logo looks like a fucking cracked out version of the denver broncos or some shit straight out of the 80s bro straight yeah really all right well we'll keep the show moving um we just were watching it on patreon but dick murdoch defeats dave spencer uh during the match Cornette mentions that there will be a match february 6th that murdoch and nikita will have that will be barbed wire uh Cornette mentions how murdoch knows all about barbed wire being that he is a texan jr kind of had a funny line in there he said they were going to teach Corny how to ride a horse, but they couldn't find a side saddle. I'm guessing that didn't pop either one of y'all. Not really, but but I man, Murdoch's been uh, getting it done lately. Good for yeah. him. Oh, it's a side cool, saddle. Uh, you'd have never, I mean, you'd have never made it with Dickie Murdoch there, Mike. That's nice. You're repeating a story that's been told a million times on this show, and I'm not. I can't say. Well, I can't say who said it because they all get mad because they think that you're just riding <laughs> that that horse to the. There's a lot of parody accounts that get mad when you say that. <laughs> when, when, wait, are they mad at me or are they mad at you for saying that? I'm confused. I don't know. It's funny because you keep bringing the story up. It's like when you bring up the Tommy Rich story, you bring up all these stories that have been told I didn't, many You times. just brought it up. I didn't bring it up. I was using it as an example. Uh, okay, oh, fake Stan shit. Lane, I do not want to hear from you. You know I like you, Stan. I'm just messing with you. Okay, uh, let's keep the show moving. Let's go to Cornette and Dick Murdoch now. They're out there to cut a promo. Here it is. for a while now, and I've got to say that Dick Murdoch, without a doubt, is the crankiest, grumpiest, 
most disreputable, dishonorable, totally unreasonable person that I ever met in my life. He is the most miserable character I've ever seen. The worst human being I've ever met in my life. He don't get along with anybody. He don't agree with anybody. You can argue with the guy all day long. That's all he loves to do. You know that? But me being the talented genius that I am, I found out the way to get along with Captain Redneck. And that's pay him enough money that he's just like a pussycat, brother. He's agreeable. He's easy to get along with. All you got to do is keep him happy with that money, brother. Dusty Rhodes, you were his best friend for a long time, and you know what Dick Murdoch will do for money. Nikita Koloff found out, as you saw earlier in the program, and there's going to be a lot of things changing. Dusty Rhodes, he's not interested in your title. Beautiful Bobby's going to be the one to take that. He's not interested in winning matches. He's only interested in getting the job done, and brother, nobody does a job like Dick Murdoch. And I'll tell you this, Dusty Rhodes, he's going to be the man to make me famous just long as I keep him happy. And Dick, you're going to get paid real well. You're going to be the happiest guy you ever dreamed to be. Just take care of Dusty Rhodes. You know, Mr. Jim Cornette, you know David Crockett, everybody standing out here are the toughest individuals in the world. Everybody out here can't be beat. They all stand out and give this. They all stand out and give that. They all sing for They forget about leverage. They forget about ability. They forget about agility. I'm going to tell you one thing. It takes a good man to beat him, but it don't take him long. Now, Jim Cornette, you hit the nail right on the head. Money is the main object. And I don't know, David, if the end of your hands, you've got most of them to keep you that long enough to get rid of the Nikita Koloff and his mobile match. Or come Tampa, Florida, Lakeland, Florida, 23rd, in a cage match with the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. I know that place is going to be packed because those people down there in Florida, they know that there's going to be some faces snuffed in a cage. They know there's going to be a whole bunch of hide ripped off. They know there's going to be some teeth knocked out. But there's one thing about it, Dusty Rhodes. I got the face only a mother can love. And I'm not definitely afraid of you. And you're not afraid of me. Nikita Koloff, man, you're going to have some tough, tough battles because you're a great, tough individual. Ronnie Garland, all I know will get you. It's going to be a big New Year. And David Cogget, I might just brain bust you and do the whole rest of the world a big favor. Hey, I think my mother paid double if he'd do that to you, you goof. Well, Crockett didn't like that. Doc, what do you have from it? Man, I felt like Murdoch was having to turn it up because the crowd was on his ass. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they were on someone or or who's ever ass is in a ring. Ivy. But but yeah. it is but it is. I don't care about leverage and agility. It's about whooping ass. He had a good point there. He's like, you know, y'all got all these big muscles, but pff, I ain't worried about that. I can whoop ass. I don't care. Um, Hopper, do you have anything else from Murdoch and Corny? I tell you, that shirt could probably sell for $40 now on fucking pro wrestling tees or something that he's wearing. Yeah. Um, did you notice the shirt is on Inside Out, too? Oh, yeah. yeah. I okay. wonder why. <laughs> I think he I think he didn't realize he had a promo, and he was like, uh, Fuck it. Where's the shirt? <laughs> Yeah, like just grabbed a shirt and threw it on and went out there. He, he, and he looks like a redneck when he's got that shit on like that. I don't know. Captain pro redneck. wrestling. Yeah, just pro wrestling with the, yeah, look at him hitting the flexes like he's <laughs> the real wars. Anyway, um, let's keep going. We got Ivan Koloff who defeats Mike Jackson. Um, I just saw, um, I think it was Bobby Murray and a couple of the people posted in the Facebook group. Pictures of Mike Jackson now. He is in damn good shape. 
um, yeah. these days. And like Harper said that Andrew told him, Mike Jackson is still working shows apparently, which I didn't know until a couple weeks ago. But uh, Doc, you got to see him. He, you got to get on social media or troll from your wife's account or something, man. Because uh, Mike Jackson's looking good these days. He's got all his yeah. hair chopped off. He's in damn good shape still, man. Good for him, man. Yeah. Anyway, he uh, he was doing suicide dives through the ropes and uh, whatnot. Oh. But uh, yeah. yeah, man, Mike Jackson's rolling, dude, in, in 2019. God bless him. Anyway, so I just wanted to mention that. But uh, Ivan Koloff defeats him here. And then they spend like the last two minutes, three minutes of the episode. Uh, Tony and JR are wrapping up the things and they're just kind of burning time. And that was pretty much the end of this week's Saturday night. So I already gave away my Rolex to Arn. I guess I'll throw it to Doc. Who are you giving yours to? Uh, toot toot. Yeah. I don't want to toot my own horn, but toot mm. toot. Who are you giving yours to, Hopper? It's got to be Arn. Yeah, it's got to be. Um. So uh, what are you rating it, Doc? <sighs> I got to tell you something here. Oh, shit. I watched this episode. I was like, it's all right. Then I I tried to sit through Monday Night Raw this week. Bruh. It got lifted up some just by comparison of what it used to be versus what it is. So I'm going to say B+. We didn't talk about this ahead of time, but you read my mind. I'm pretty smart. Well, if you watch Raw from May the 6th, because, you know, our show airs about a week after we record. If you watch Raw from May the 6th. Didn't make any sense. It was the shits. Complete total. It made me think about this one hour and 31 minutes and go. A plus. Yeah, for real. But Hopper, what, what did you have from it? A B plus. C a plus. Okay. I would have had it because it, 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 it's. I mean, I don't know. You had the the a fucking Murdoch versus Nikita match. You had a fucking Flair shooting a fucking promo. Arn fucking hit a fucking grand slam to win the fucking World Series fucking promo. And you had fucking uh, Corny's out there doing his fucking thing. It's it, 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 they got the A team out there. And you still didn't see Sting, Wyndham, or nope. Eddie Gilbert, or Doctor Death. Uh uh-uh. uh Sure didn't. Don't sure have to didn't. see everybody to still see a good show. Hmm. Yeah, no doubt about it. Interesting. Yeah, you didn't mean last week. We didn't even see the Horsemen. Well, that's a that's a miss, but it was still a good show. It was all right. When you compare it to the shit show we see nowadays, Jesus Christ! Fuck anyway. that! Did that right. suck? So, that like that like these kids now like this is their this is their wrestling. Like uh, who's who's gonna be their flair? Who's gonna be their dusty? Twenty, thirty, forty fucking years from now, you know? Doc, won't you ask Latrell that? He's he's a John Cena guy. Well, no, he's a Kevin Owens guy too, right? He does like Kevin Owens. Okay. He likes the Usos too. So he likes everybody. Mine, mine was a Kevin Owens guy, and he likes Kofi. Uh, he did like Cena when he was when he was like Max's age. 
Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, but you're right, Harper. I don't know. Maybe we're just too jaded at this point. All I right. Mean, so that was. Go ahead. No, nah, man, because my kid's sitting there twenty minutes in, going, "Uh, Dad, when they when they gonna wrestle? When, when are they gonna wrestle? That's a great question, son. You yeah, ought to be on a that. focus group. Like, <laughs> well, like you think these, you think thirty, forty years from now they, like. Y'all's kids are going to be us, or are that fa- are that fucking age group going to, you know, WrestleCon and shit to go meet? No. Who right? No. No. They don't love it enough to even want to do what right. we do with it's this. It's a show. disposable product. Yeah, they're don't not. Know, I don't remember what I saw. Right, they're not emotionally invested. It's just, it's just fucking something to chew up their. It's just content to chew up their brain for twenty. For fucking twenty minutes, dude, you nailed it. it. Uh, yeah. And then it's over. You know, you know, you know the big thing that makes it even more true what you just said is the fact that we looked at this as a sport back then. They don't yep. look at it as a sport, dude. When the Von Ags got got fucking beat up watching World Class on Sunday nights, I used to go to bed pissed, <laughs> sit there rolling around in a fucking bed like I can't believe they fucking jumped the fucking Von Ags, fucking. What, what what the fuck's going on? Fuck those motherfuckers, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a sport. Yeah. yeah. It was a sport. Like, um, to us, when Ric Flair was the world champion, he was really the champion of the world. Well, yeah. he was, damn it. That shit meant something. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And when Arn and Tully are the tag champs, we looked at him with like, wow, they're the world tag champions. They are really the champs of the world. These kids now... Like Harper just said it. It's, it's just not their. Hey, don't say these the kids. It's not their fault. They don't know any better. Blame the right person. Yeah, blame right. the people that that are putting this shit out. Okay, that's the real so, villains here. Yeah. So, with that said, we got a couple of minutes. Let's chew up some time. This was something I wanted to show Harper last week, um, and Doc last week because this uh, this was on a recent what happened when. Tony Schiavone and uh, Conrad covered Super Brawl 1 from 1991. And there were a couple of moments in this show that were worth discussing. So Doc and I kind of talked about them. And one of them is, uh, Hopper, can you see my screen well? Was it yeah. playing well? Okay. So uh-huh. so here's the first thing. We got a match here on Super Brawl. It's going to be between uh, Big Josh and Black Bart. Now, Big Josh was Matt Bourne. And... At the beginning of the match, I'm about to play it, Hopper, and I want you to, to, to watch closely. Pay attention to the bear on the left that Big Josh is walking out. First off, you're going to laugh when you see the bears. Man, Secondly, I'm telling you right now, I don't care if it's in the carny or in the arena. Fuck having a bear at the wrestling show. Bro, <laughs> okay. there's so many things that can... What if a there's... fan throws a fucking drink on a bear? There's more things that can go wrong that can go right here. Oh, God, dude. So, um, if you're not a Patreon member, I, I am going to... Uh, you can go to your WWE Network and go to Super Brawl 1, 1991 at the 4913 mark. If you're on Patreon, at tinyurl.com slash BTT, you can see the video review. I'm about to hit play. So, Hopper... I'm going to hit play and just watch the bears coming down to the ring and pay attention to the bear on the left as the bear gets to the end of the ramp. Look at his ding-ding area. Come on. Um, Big Josh. Big so Josh. Here, come, here come the bear. 
Jesus Christ. Man, they're so... What if someone takes a picture of them? Damn. And that flash fucking spooks them. Dude, uh-uh. Oh, God. That is so unstable. This is a corporation. So Dude, the bear is taking a picture. Where the fuck's Peter? Hopper didn't call, see it. I gotta remember We ain't gonna call Peter, pal. All right, Hopper. I want you to pay attention. You gotta move to the that bear. bar down at the bottom. Yeah. I can't. I can't. It 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 goes away on top. Look look when he gets to the very end of it. He there's a stream of piss. You'll start to see it in a second. He saw it right there. Okay, he's pissing now. That's it's nice. Hard, it's hard to see. You can see it there. He's oh, pissing. God. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> nice. Who pisses me... while they walk? <laughs> I'm going to try to freeze it. Bears. I'm going to try to freeze it. Bears turn, those bears should turn around and tag team Big Josh. And... Okay. So, Hopper, I froze it. You see the stream of piss right there? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> fucked up. They're probably spooked. <laughs> Look at Probably these thinking, bears. fuck, we should have stayed in fucking WWE. <laughs> Can we get the monkey out here? So, so <laughs> the bear, so there's the thing. This isn't even the worst thing that happened at this pay-per-view. They kill the a bear, monkey, Harper. <laughs> the bear, the bear pissing. Harper, as you can see, there's a stream of piss coming from the bear. I rewound this like a hundred times and watched it because I remember Super Brawl, but I don't remember seeing the bear piss. And what's funny is watch Matt Bourne as he gets to the end of the ramp. He's about to say it. He's he's about to look back and go, man, that bear was pissing. Look, watch him. Watch him. Okay, here it comes. He's like, he was pissing. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> the bear pissed on the ramp. Okay. So that was the first thing that happened. The second thing uh, is, let me get to a timestamp. So, um, Oz debuted Kevin Nash. I can't watch and, all this. And Kevin Sullivan is out there in a costume, and he's got a little monkey with him. And the monkey's, like, on his shoulders, Harper. Okay? And I'll have to freeze it one when they, when Kevin Sullivan comes in. But uh, You ever see a monkey have a heart attack? <laughs> So here's the thing. Tony Tony Schiavone claims that the monkey died. Not that I don't believe him, but, oh, shit. but <laughs> so this is this is Kevin Sullivan right here, Hopper. You can't see the monkey yet. He's on his right shoulder. But this is Sullivan in this outfit, okay? Jesus Christ. This is three what the fuck. <laughs> this, is, this is three years from where we are right now in this That's show. That's crazy. This is three so, years away. So I'm going to play. Shit, what, what, what the you, fuck is that? You see the, the monkey? Oh, Look, you see the, you see the monkey yeah. on his right shoulder? That monkey okay. better be wearing a diaper. <laughs> so hold on. The monkey is wearing a diaper, but let me let me state something. The monkey is on a leash. And Sullivan <laughs> is holding the monkey that's attached to the leash. Now, now the pyro goes off shortly. I'm going to hit you play again You know what they do to the monkeys in Malaysia? <laughs> <laughs> so Hopper, the monkey is on a leash, and the monkey gets spooked and jumps, and he's on a leash that's connected to his neck. So the <laughs> so I just want you to know what to look for. So here okay. we go. I'm gonna hit play. <laughs> watch, watch the monkey, and 
He's still walking with Sullivan, and he, the monkey's on Sullivan's shoulder right now, and it's Oz making his debut, Kevin Nash, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so it's it takes a little while because I wanted to set it up that the monkey was on his shoulder, and they're going to walk towards this castle, and eventually that's when the monkey decides to commit suicide. <laughs> so the monkey Probably hasn't right jumped there. yet. Now, no, 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 he hasn't jumped yet. You'll see him jump. Like, they're on this, this ramp. This fucking shit. This is horse shit. This looks like this shit like a, like you would bring your kids to go watch a, a fucking play. At the Disney local on Ice. Arena, yeah. So here it comes. The monkey is. Oh, oh my they're God. on this ramp. So there's a, there's a, there's a five-foot drop <laughs> that this monkey's going to take. In a <laughs> so here comes the pyro and watch the monkey. He's gonna he's gonna off himself. <laughs> this, is, this is so pathetic. So there's the monkey. Oh, the monkey! <laughs> Hold on, he didn't jump yet. It's coming. Poor monkey. Look at the monkey's off. Yeah. short. The monkey's having a heart attack. <laughs> he's still there. Oh, it takes this a minute, like, but he finally goes. This looks like something on a sunny night you'd run across on PBS at like 1030 when the English comedies. <laughs> Bruh, here comes the monkey. There's the monkey. Now watch. I'm out of here. It's coming. The pyro oh. goes off. Now watch the monkey. Watch him. He's going to jump. He's going to jump. He's like, fuck. Ah. <laughs> 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 Sullivan's trying to pull him up from off the ramp. <laughs> he's, he's, he hung oh, himself. Oh, he's back. Well, he's back. <laughs> he, he's back, but let me go back. Because watch him jump. Watch. There he goes. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking hung himself. Right. <laughs> Jesus the, Christ. Now. Now he's alive right here, but he's got to be spooked. And this is Sullivan, who let's be real, <laughs> Sullivan, Sullivan doesn't have monkey training. He don't know what the fuck's going on. So this monkey is probably in the process of having a heart attack right here. You literally saw the monkey jump off of Sullivan and hung. He hung himself, and Sullivan's tugging on him like he's pulling a fish out of Lake Pontchartrain. So that's fucking crazy. So Shivani. <laughs> Let's see it one more time. So Shivani goes on Everyone to say that all of this should be ashamed. Shivani Shivani says, as the, we watch the monkey jump again, that <laughs> <laughs> you can see it bounce a little bit when it hit the end of the leash. He should have just let him go. <laughs> <laughs> He's still trying to pick him up. Bears and monkeys and Wizard of Oz. So. Shivani claims the monkey died. Now he's obviously alive here, and then we're gonna fast forward a second. He's he's gonna be in the ring actually with Kevin Nash in a second uh, with the monkey. But uh, the monkey is actually still alive right here. But according to Shivani, the monkey died. The monkey, the monkey hung himself. Now, why is this monkey in the ring with Sullivan? Look, look at the monkey over there. He doesn't know what's going on. Sullivan's trying to control him with this costume on. Why is Sullivan in the ring with the monkey as Kevin Nash beats this dude's ass? So, the, so the, this is a pay-per-view. 
Yes. Yes, this is Super Brawl 1991. Well, it's a jobber match, huh? Yeah, this was his debut, though. Oh. So, anyway, um, man, I just had to play that for y'all. Um, Thanks. This is just. Why wear the mask? Yeah, that's a good point. If you're just gonna, it's the mask just looks like an old man. Because he was the yeah. great Oz. No, he's not. He's a 26 year old former basketball player. Well, that too. Dyed his hair gray. Yeah, that's a rough bump too. Where was PETA at? Nowhere. That's a good question. Bro, this is the same corporation that two or three years later hijacked and kidnapped Muhammad Ali and took him to North Korea without telling anybody at the State Department. That's a different story. <laughs> so, Doc, how you doing on time? I got the. I gotta go. Okay, Harper. Did so, you hey, hear? Man, it's, it's been a pleasure. I'm gonna tap out. Y'all have a great and wonderful, blessed evening. And uh, hey, we're gonna get back together in just like forty-eight short hours and knock out this uh, this uh, bunkhouse, right? Yeah. Yes, we All are. Right. We we got right, well, time. I'll I'll text y'all both. Um, then blessings the blessings to all of the army and to all, all right. a good night. <laughs> um, I remember uh, they we'll, had we'll, a a Super Brawl Super Nintendo game. Did they? Yeah. WCW. Yeah, it, it had Sting, uh, Sting on a box. And okay. It sucked. I didn't have a Super Nintendo, so that's... Uh, I didn't know. I remember the um the PlayStation one. The PlayStation WCW game. WCW versus the World or something like that. Yeah, I'm sitting there looking at it now. It's, it's got Flair, Sting, and Vader on it. Oh, okay. So you had a box. Super NES. I, I never had a Super NES. I had a... um. It was bad. The game was? Yeah, it came out in 1994. Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't remember that one. Wow. All right. Well, Harper, I, I, uh, we're, we're just about getting ready to get out of here, but I had to play that. Uh, any final thoughts on the monkey committing suicide? This is all wrong. <laughs> this is so dirty. And those bears, you see, the monkey's a fucking monkey. He ain't going to do shit to anybody. I mean... I guess he could bite someone, he'd give him fucking rabies or something. But those bears, bro, if if those bears decide to act like a bear, there is nothing you can do about it. Right. Like, what? You, are you gonna stop that? I mean, look right. at, look at them. I mean, they've got they've got the things on their mouths, but how can you how can you control? They're probably not fucking declawed. Look at it. I mean, look at this, bro. What, 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 what are we doing? <laughs> and they're walking on their legs. How big was Matt Bourne? Because they must got to be young. Because they're about as tall as he is. Yeah, I, I don't think these bears are old. They, they're, they're not. Because they're not really huge. I mean, they're standing yeah. up on their legs, and they're basically the same size as him. And Matt wasn't a small guy, but still, I mean, the bear just pissed on himself. Bruh, he just he pissed on the rent. Look at these people laughing because they saw all the piss, the people in the background. <laughs> like, if you pay attention to them, if we go back, like, you you can see that. I mean, there's kids, so there's kids watching this bear piss. I mean, it's just classy, bro, isn't it? This is fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, imagine someone like threw something at that bear and fucking spooked him. <laughs> some fan threw a fucking coke on him or, or, or some shit. Look at the people cheering because the bear pissed. 
<laughs> oh god oh man yeah that was rough bro so um anyway uh uh, just a quick reminder before Harper and I get out of here. Remember, Wildcat X rated is June 22nd, 2019. Uh, don't blame me. I, Harper and I were told the VIP tables were sold out before the tickets yeah. went on sale. So, I again, that's all we know. We're just communicating yeah, what we were told. Yeah, yeah, they don't fucking last. The, 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 the tables are gone. Yeah. So there you go. I know there were a lot of questions about a table, so uh, it would have been great. But, hey, the thing about the the X-rated show is no matter where you're sitting, we all going to sit there and, um, I guess, drink and chill out after the show, right? Yeah. Because we're at the bar. We don't have to go nowhere. Right. So there you go. So even if you're not, like, sitting all in the same location for everyone, uh, you know, get your tickets, whether you want general admission. I don't know what people's budgets are. That's what I'm saying. So whether you're going to get... You know, front row, whether you're going to get general admission, whatever, we'll find a spot. I'm assuming we can find a spot in a bar after, right, Harper, where we can all just bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tables and everything in there? Uh-huh. Okay, so there you go. Um, So it's June 22nd, 2019, Shamrock in New Orleans. Uh, it's a big old huge bar. Um, and There you have it. So, yeah, come check it out if you're there or if you can make it. Uh, and I don't know if I got anything else related to Wildcat. We got the May 18th show on the iPay-Per-View Fight TV. Go to wildcatsports.com for information on the iPay-Per-View on May 18th. There you go. Uh, Hopper, your house of Hopper. Oh, go ahead. Well, that's Black Bart, huh? Oh, wrestling right now? Yeah, that's Black yeah. Bart. Look how much different he looks, too. Uh, yeah, I know, huh? Versus uh, Matt Bourne. But, um... Yeah, your house of Hopper t-shirts. Go to our Pro Wrestling T store. Harper's got his Buy t-shirts up there now. Yeah, please do. Um, and we'd appreciate it. I'm trying to think. Check out the wrestling podcast about nothing on Mondays with Mike Crockett and Ring of Honor's Brian Malonis. They're doing current stuff and classic stuff these days, so go check them out. Also, check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Morata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT, slightly classier and just a little bit more professional, uh, but still a fun show nonetheless. They come out on Monday as well, so give them a listen. They support us, so please support them. Uh, don't forget to use our Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. That is a great way to support us on an ongoing basis without spending anything extra. So if you're shopping on Amazon, please use the link. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash btt amazon uh buy bobby blaze's book i mean you can get anything and everything off of amazon i mean lord knows harper is always uh drunk harper is always on amazon late at night purchasing yeah. stuff he does not need um uh down if you are a patron on patreon make sure you download the patreon app because what happens is as shows go up um you know unannounced shows like the dark side of the ring one that we did a couple of a week or so ago You'll be able to download that one right away. You'll get a notification on your phone that a new episode is available via the Patreon app. So I wanted to mention that before we get out of here. And I think that's about it, Harper. Uh, You got anything else before we go? Nah, let's roll. So we appreciate you checking out this week's episode of NWA Saturday Night on TBS from January 16, 1988. For Doc, who had to leave us early because he had to go put his kids to bed. And for myself, Harper, hit that tagline. Get us out of here.
Before we get out of here, I want to say thank you to all of our patrons out there. We appreciate your patronage, and hopefully you enjoy all of our patron shows, whether it's pre-shows, whether it's world-class shows, whether it's the extra bonus shows as far as Patreon shows go, like the ECW one we did and the AWA one we did. Uh, We got a couple of more that we're going to be getting recorded. It's just a matter of getting them scheduled. But thank you if you're a patron. We really appreciate it. And don't forget... When you jump up to the $5 tier, you're going to be in that tier where you'll get those AWA and ECW extra shows we did, along with the Jim Crocker Promotions pay-per-views with the Bunkhouse Stampede coming up in the next couple weeks. Maybe by the time you're hearing this, we've already had the first one, but that's neither here nor there. I want to also give a special shout-out to all the Hall of Fame patrons out there. Uh, We had a couple of new ones recently, but to name all of them, we got Coach Joey Case. I'm sorry, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Mall, Ron Brown, Kenny Byers, Dorf, Glenn Abbott, at G.A. Russell Nutt on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, who is at Half Pints Point on Twitter, Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, and disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean, Josh Dunn, Ryan and Auburn, good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Moretti, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacob, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy, Alex, Slider91 US, excuse me, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, that's Spy Boy Sports Cap, R.E. Miller, 39, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman 22 Marty Howell, and T-Hog94. Thanks for being Hall of Fame patrons. Uh, did I get God bold? Unreal. I don't want no heat, brother. So anyway, thank you uh, for being Hall of Fame patrons. We appreciate it. Your patronage, again, means a lot. And then check out the Bottom Line Wrestling cast with Mike Pru and his buddy JV as they break down the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month on a weekly basis. They are, I believe, in 1998. But if you want to go back, check out some of their episodes from 1996 and 97 on Austin. Or, again, just dive in where they are currently at. New episodes come out every Wednesday morning. They're available on most platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, and Google Play. You can find them on Twitter, also at Bottom Line Cast. Thank you, everyone, for being patrons. Thank you to all the Hall of Fame patrons out there. We appreciate it. Thank you for... I don't know, man. I'm just being honest here. Thank you for supporting this show because it really does mean a lot each and every, uh, you know, we put out two shows a week consistently for the free shows. And I'm just grateful that you all out there appreciate that and that our two shows come out every single week on time, no delays. And I'm thankful to all of you who support this show and um, our patrons on Patreon. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT if you're not a patron. So please sign up. Consider it. For two bucks a month, you get a lot. Um, for five bucks a month, you even get more. And, you know, there are other tiers, but that's your two basic tiers. So thank you very much. And um, that's all I got, as Hopper always says when we get out of here. Book it, bitch. <laughs>